kids, you can head on upstairs. Wes, I know they're going to be mad at me, but turn that fan on, this one, just this one, yeah. Hey, if you're hot, go to the back. Or if you're going to be cold, go to the back. I'm hot. <laughs> and then, and when you get fat like me, you start sweating. <laughs> All right, Romans chapter 1. While they're going, you know, it's amazing things that go through your mind when you're up here. He was talking about snack, and I started thinking about Jello. <laughs> Jolly, elderly, living life outwardly. So all those old people that he was talking about, we're going to start our own Jello. What do you think? Jolly, elderly, living life outwardly. All right. So, what? <laughs> oh yeah. And then also we have a table set up here. Um, it's amazing. I, I don't know if you saw this, and I, I, I can't remember the word they're trying to use, but uh, the state of Colorado is trying to get it on the ballot to, um, uh, what is the word they're using? for the, They want it to where it is a constitutional right enshrine, they are trying to enshrine abortion rights in the state of Colorado, which means that, uh, you know, it would be enshrined into the, the state constitution, abortion is legal, and, and the state of Colorado is one of only a few states that you can actually abort that baby all the way up until delivery, and um, so they're trying to enshrine that, but there's also the Colorado Initiative that's trying to get it on the ballot and to um, state that, that that baby is a life and that they cannot take that baby's life. And so there's a petition. You have to have so many signatures, and I think it's um, 100 and some thousand or 200 and some thousand signatures that the state has to have to be able to put something like that on the ballot. Um, and so the Colorado Initiative is trying to get people that um, believe in the sanctity of life. And the, um, when, when you read in the scripture that God talks about taking the life of an innocent, well, that, there's nothing more innocent than those babies. And so uh, if you want to sign that, well, my wife will have a couple of uh, petitions up here you can sign and uh, love for you to do that. <coughs> and... Uh, we would uh, appreciate that and would appreciate, look, we still have, there's still time. If, if you would like to go with our church family to the banquet tomorrow night, please let my wife know and we'll put you on, on one of the church tables. Uh, I think we have close to 30 people from our church that are already going. So uh, you are welcome to sit with all of us. We get a little rowdy, but uh, it's okay. So we'll... Uh, We'd love for you to come and sit with us uh, tomorrow evening. That'll be at the Morgan County Fairgrounds, and I believe the meal starts at 6. Um, so probably want to get there a little bit early in fellowship. But I'd uh, love for you to come and, and uh, represent Platte Valley. Uh, would, uh, would appreciate that. Love everybody that always comes and, and uh, helps with that too. And if you can help this afternoon, please see Missy, and she'll – I try to get a count how many is coming to help her, and, and I know she would really appreciate it. All you're doing is setting up tables and chairs, and it, many hands make light work, and I know that they would appreciate that help too. So, uh, all right. Well, we, uh, we get into to the, the series, and that was something else that I was going to mention. Um, we showed a video last week uh, starting the – we uh, – I probably should have done this earlier with the guys and had that video uh, shown for two or three weeks, but um, starting a series on confusion and uh, dealing with several aspects of, of, of the immorality that's taken place in our, in our country. And what I would like to do, Wes, you and Thane, I think Thane's upstairs, but I would love to get that video where we could share it on our social media and then let's advertise it and, and let people know that we'll be teaching this at the church. Just be prepared if you do share that on your own social media that you may get uh, some negative feedback. So make sure you have tough hide. Uh, don't let the keyboard warriors get under your skin and, and uh, that kind of stuff. But uh, there are people searching for answers and uh, the, the world has used the megaphone. Thank
um, teaching that uh, that is the uh, the way that we need to accept things, and the Bible shows us clearly that there's another way. And so if you, I'll get it on there as soon as we can. We'll put it on the church's site, uh, Facebook page. I'll uh, share it on mine as soon as we have it, and then you guys can share it. And, and uh, uh, there are probably people out there that would like to uh, uh, hear the other options and, and uh, other teachings and what we're hearing so much uh, in our press and, and the politicians and on TV and all of that. So, and that's what this is. It, I hope and pray that this can be a help to all of us, that it's not a condemnation of anyone. This is just showing you what the Bible says and what we need to stand for. God, God speaks clearly, and we don't, we don't have to doctor it up or change it. Let's just see what God says about it and then use it in our lives. And, and, uh, Let's uh, deal with the confusion that is out there and love people as we do it, and, and uh, we can just see God do some great things. And uh, according to the, I looked up a website called sexualdiversity.org, and it tells us that there are 107 different gender identities. And, and so I, I give thought to that. I think about the, the push that we have for all of the equality that that we uh, 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 have today, I, I I'm, your your mind just races. You you have the the reparations that uh, states are talking about paying other people, and and uh, uh, you know all, all of that. You have the the buildup of of racism, and and can I tell you that the Bible does not teach racism? It actually teaches against that, and and uh, be biblical in our in our views and. Uh, have a worldview that is a biblical worldview. And uh, we have all of the pressures on the sexuality. I, I hear now of doctors that are, that are pushing to give infants um, puberty blockers, and so they can do that until that child gets old enough to decide whether they're a boy or a girl or whatever other, other uh, gender they want to call themselves. And we, we have uh, uh, the immorality in our, in our country. We have immorality in our, in our marriages these days. We have the, the pornography industry continues to grow into billions and billions of dollars. And, and um, now I hear that uh, they, they have the AI and uh, so the artificial intelligence is out there. And uh, I, I, I read an article that the, the, there are men who are getting hooked on AI pornography. That they, they are in love with a girl who is not even real. And, and people are, are getting uh, addicted and, and hooked on uh, that type of immorality. There's all kinds of hatred that is promoted. We see the, the riots in the streets. We see the violence in, in, in our country like we, we haven't seen before. We have marriage are at a breaking point with the, the stresses of, of uh, the economy, the, the stresses of, uh, I, I mean, you, you have the, the, the politicians today where uh, you, you have the state of Texas who is uh, trying to stop the inflow of all of the illegal immigration. Look, I'm all about human rights, but people need to come to our country legally and uh, uh, come through. That's the way it has always been, and that's the way it had uh, should be. But we have Texas, who is trying to defend that. You now have the president, who is uh, threatening war on our own state, and uh, we we have the stresses of that. We have we and and, and here's here's we, we have all of these things going on, and and I'm I'm not doing this to cause more anxiousness in our lives. I. I want to show you that, that God has a way to help with this because our kids right now are, are dealing with, with such a high level of anxiety that they have never dealt with before in their lives. And, and can I tell you that most of that, it, it, it's not the immorality and all these things that I mentioned that's causing that. It's the way that we as parents are reacting to it. And, and when we react wrongly, we are causing such a stress in our children that, that we, are, we are causing uh, these, these children to have such a crazy anxiety. And, 
and drug use now has, has gone uh, you know, out of the world where, where now they're, they're just trying to, uh, you know, you have schedules of drugs, what they call it, and they're trying to knock some of these drugs down to a lower schedule because they're uh, so rampant in our society. And you have alcoholism, the pornography, the gambling. I, I, I was amazed. I, I went to a Rockies game two years ago before they were completely in the gutter, okay? <clears throat> they, were, they were headed there. They were getting ready to slip on the concrete and fall into the gutter. But anyway, I was there, and, and that was the first year that they had allowed sports betting. And, and in between the innings, that was the biggest thing that they were advertising was the sports betting. It, it's amazing to me that, that I found I'm, – I'm really slow on this stuff. I mean – when I was in the state university, we used to play canasta. I know I shouldn't, you know, tell you I played cards, you know, but we played penny canasta, and so we would we would bet with pennies, right? And, and and you know, one day I would win all the pennies, and then my roommate didn't have any pennies, so I have to give his pennies back that I won the day before, so we could keep playing canasta, you know. And and so the pennies were always, and I couldn't I couldn't stand to even lose a penny. I, I can't imagine the but now they have the, the sports betting and all this other betting that you can do it online, and you do it with a credit card. And now we have people that in our society now that are, that are having $30,000, $50,000, $100,000 in debt on a credit card that they had lost while they've been betting. And, and, uh, and, and, our, and our politicians and our government are saying these are good things because uh, I, I have well. I know exactly why they say it's good is because of the money that it generates for our government, but does not help our people. And but I'm, I I look at all of these things and and I and I and, and and the medication that people are taking here and the like I said the drug use they medicate it with alcohol they medicate it with pornography they medicate it with gambling they uh, they they become violent in their families they become violent in the workplace we have more and more of those things going on and and it is a high stress and and it really seems like the 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 you know the boiler is brewing and then the little uh what is it, a pipcock thing on top is spewing out the steam and pretty soon it feels like everything is going to blow up and people are highly stressed in these days and i know that and i see that and i deal with that and and try to help people and and I just want us to be able to to understand in all this chaos, and it is and it is chaos, and and that is our reality today. And so you can't just bury your head in the sand and think, well, I don't, I'm just not going to deal with it. it. Doesn't work that way. That that we know that it is chaotic right now, but there are some truths to remember and never forget. Look at Romans chapter one, verse sixteen. This is powerful. In the day when God shall judge the secrets of men, or, whoops, sorry, that's chapter 2. I thought, that's not right. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. You know, one of the truths that we always need to remember is that the gospel still works. And the gospel is more powerful than all the chaos that the devil wants to throw at us today, that Jesus Christ is, is great enough in his love and in the sacrifice that he made that he can forgive anyone for what they have done if they will humbly come to him and seek forgiveness and seek salvation in him. He's powerful enough to save you. And so remember this and remember that the gospel still works. And so with this then, we know and understand that, that we have a responsibility as believers. Whatever generation it is, we have the responsibility, the command, the, the, and to be compelled to tell people about Jesus Christ and what he has done for them. doesn't matter who they are doesn't matter where we're at in society. We need to tell people about Jesus. You need to think about when Paul wrote this, society wasn't very good for them either. 
I mean, he, he was dealing with an emperor that, that hated Christianity, and, and you had a, a Jewish religious system that, that hated Jesus, and, and so wherever he went, there were those who were trying to kill him. There were those who mocked him and, and tried to, uh, th- there, there were, you know, they, they stoned him one time outside the city and left him in the ditch thinking he was dead, and uh, I mean, they hated him, and, and we know that he ended up giving his life for his faith, and and so you, you think about the Corinthian church, and, and, and that city of Corinth was, was full of uh, immorality of the day. Ephesus, that city, Paul said that those men that were there were as vicious as wild beasts towards him. I mean, we're, we're talking about a day when, when it was uh, the, the immorality and, then, and all of the the wickedness and the, the crime was rampant then also. And sometimes I think we get so focused in thinking that, that this generation is the worst that it's ever been. Well, maybe in our lifetime, but I, I wouldn't necessarily say it's the worst it's ever been because before the, the flood, we know that there were only eight righteous people in the entire world. And so we need to understand that, first of all, let, let us not stress our families out. Let us not walk around in such an anger and a bitterness and a hatred in our hearts and our minds towards those who have different ideas than us. And, and even those who have a different lifestyle than us, let us be careful and, and understand that God still loves them and wants them to be saved. This is a reminder to me as well as it is to you And it's a reminder to me that the power of the gospel is powerful enough to change anyone's life. And oh, how we need to trust and look to that. The second thought that I want you to have, and we won't spend time on this today, this will be the focus next Sunday, Lord willing, if we're still here, is that he commands us over and over and over to have a sound mind, healthy thinking, a biblical view of what's taking place in this world, a biblical view and obedience to how we are uh, living in this world as a husband and a wife, as a mother and a father, as a member of the community, as a member of Platte Valley Baptist Church. We will see the responsibilities, but we need to understand that he tells us that we need to have a sound mind in all of these things that are going on. You know, you ever gotten into a stressful situation where you just have to stop? Just stop for a while and give thought. You ever been in a high-stress situation where the best thing that you've done is you just went to bed and go to sleep and wake up the next day and then make a decision on it? Well, that's having a sound mind. You you see, what we're going to see today here in Romans chapter 1, we're going to see a description of, of what many people are dealing with in our country today. And, it, and it's what's titled a reprobate mind. Now, this is what's amazing to me, I, and I cannot believe that, that I had not seen this before. I studied this, preached through this, uh, and, and, and in my thought, I, I had to change everything this morning uh, in my message. <clears throat> when We'll get to three different passages where God says that God gave them over. I don't want to confuse you, but I always thought in my mind that that was a perfect tense, which means that he would give them, he gave them over in the past, and the results of having been given over to that, they are in that condition forever. It doesn't change. However, that's not what it is. It's an aorist tense. And, and with that, I understand that it is a one-time action. It's just a, talking about something that he did in the past, okay, to someone. But it doesn't necessarily mean that they will stay in that condition. That's amazing to me. I, I looked at that, and I thought, and I looked at it again, and I looked at it again. I thought, surely I'm not seeing it right. But I am. And so as I look at this, and I do believe that what we're going to see in Romans chapter 1 is God's judgment 
on those who deny God. And I see that in our world today. However, a thought that had to change in my mind is that once that God had turned them over to that reprobate mind, there was no turning back. I don't believe that. I I don't believe that now. I believe that there's hope for anyone. And I believe that no matter what kind of a mess that they have gotten into, that God can still deliver them. I like that a lot better. I, I, I don't like the idea that God says you come to a point, you cross a line, you'll never be able to come back. Well, I think that there is a point where he says the only unforgivable sin is the rejection, the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit of God. That is what he says. That's the unforgivable sin. If someone wants to reject the working of the Holy Spirit in their life, then there will come a day when they'll spend an eternity in a devil's hell. Any other sin can be forgiven and will be forgiven if you ask him. That's amazing. And so let's look at this and let's see what, and, and we just see a description of our world today in all of this. Verse 18, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. First of all, I see that God's wrath is on the one who tries to restrain the truth. And as we look at this, for the wrath of God is revealed. And and it's going to be revealed in this passage here. He's going to reveal to us his wrath by allowing things into people's lives. Okay, That's part of the revelation that he's talking about. He has also revealed to us his wrath upon evil several times throughout history. One of those I already mentioned, the, the, the flood, right? The flood was a great judgment upon those that had rejected Jesus and, and rejected God, and so they, they perished on that day. We, we have several times where, where individuals have turned their back on God. King Saul loses his kingdom and ends up losing his life. Uh, you have Korah. Uh, Thane was talking this morning about Moses and complaining, and, and there were several times there where many people lost their lives, and, and, and uh, God judged them. And so here uh, we know that the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness. And that ungodliness, yes, uh, godlessness, but it also has the idea of an irreverence towards God. Boy, we do have that today. We, we have some of that in there, there used to be a respect uh, uh, for churches, and there used to be a respect even for the pastor at the time. There, there isn't any of that anymore. I mean, I, I, I heard last week that one of the public schools had little kids playing basketball on Sunday. Give me a break. You know what, you guys? The, the public school can have you. You want, you want them to have your kids? They can have them Monday through Friday, but leave Saturday alone, leave Sunday alone. I'm really tired of of a public institution, I don't care whether it's a public school or whatever else is out there, thinking that they have a right to your children far more than you have it in your own life. Get back, people, and understand that God isn't going to hold them accountable for raising your children. God is going to hold you accountable for raising your children. We have so many irreverent, ungodly people that, that we are following. Hey, you know, I... I quit watching football when they got stupid politically and all of that, and then started watching it a couple years ago. And for all of you Broncos fans, go Chiefs. <laughs> but whether I was a pastor or not, I would be in church tonight. I, I, I have a, uh, and, and I know it's a soapbox, but I have a real problem with churches having a Super Bowl party whenever they're watching a football on the church's big screen and some uh, scantily cladded girl is waving about the Bud Light and, and telling us what a great life that is, and, and, and we're watching the, the braggarts and the boasters who run into the end zone and beat their chest like they're in some zoo like a gorilla who has just won over his whole harem and, and, and standing on their head or doing jumping jacks or telling us how great they are. And, and I think about 
you know, well, wow, what a great talent you have. You can run really fast, and you can catch something made of leather. That's a great ability that you have. But how about the children? Are you raising your own kids? Are you, are you still married to your wife and loving your wife? Are you being an example to the world to show what true love is, or are you just loving yourself and wanting all of the, the money and the, and the praise and all of that? And, and I just find that there is so much ungodliness in this world today and irreverence today in our lives. And, and, and I'm talking about we as believers in my own life. And, and there are some times where we need to sit down and we need to take some tabulations in our lives and see where's our attitude, where are our thoughts today, and, and am I truly being godly, am I truly being reverent to the one who has created me, the, the one who has saved me and given me eternal life, or am I just living like the rest of the world? So from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness. And that unrighteousness is, has the idea of injustice and wrongdoing. We're just full of a world today of wrongdoing. And some will say, well, they do it, so I'll just do it too. And, and then that's why whenever you go to make a deal, you have to sign 9,000 different pieces of paper showing that you'll be a person of your word. Instead of being able to just walk up to somebody and have a handshake and say, yeah, I'll keep my word. I'll do what I say. And so we're full of this unrighteousness today and who hold the truth in unrighteousness. They hold it down. They restrain the truth in unrighteousness. What can I tell you? God is saying his wrath is against those who try to restrain the truth He goes on and he talks about the rebellious mind in verses 19 and 20. Because that which may be known of God, and can I tell you what he's emphasizing here is because that which may be known of God, that which is clearly recognizable of God is manifest in them. It has been clearly seen in them. Who are them? It's talking about those that, that uh, have been practicing the ungodliness and unrighteousness and holding the truth in unrighteousness. And here he's saying that, that his wrath, his judgment, his Godhead of who he is has been shown to all of them, for God has showed it unto them. How has he shown his Godhead? How has he shown his divine power? Well, he says it in verse 20. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. Can I tell you that creation itself magnifies and glorifies God Almighty as the creator? Oh, we have those, uh, those scientists that want to tell us that, that we, we, we just came into existence out of, I don't even, I don't know how, how, how a scientist who wants to teach evolution can can't even teach evolution because where did the first atom come from? Something had to create the first thing. Nothing, nothing comes from nothing in this science world today. And so it had to come from someone. And so we know that we look at our, the way our bodies are made. We, we look at the intricacy of, of even the roots of a tree I think of the fish that we caught and, and thinking about how, how God has, has made that fish the way they are and, and the birds that fly. Did, did you know that, that a turkey, okay? Now, I'm not sure about any other bird. I just loved a turkey hunt for years. I studied them. And do you know that a turkey, when, when they, I always wondered, how in the world does that crazy bird sit on that limb through a crazy storm and not fall off? Well, when a turkey will get up on those limbs, and he grabs that limb. When he sits down, there are tendons in his legs that when he sits down, it clamps onto that limb like a vice grip and holds that crazy turkey on that limb. I thought that was interesting. That's how they can ride out the storm. That just evolved, right? Why don't all the birds have that then? You know? I could tell you some really nasty stories about how a buzzard keeps themselves cool. But I won't. But it's just interesting to me that God is saying, look, he says, for the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made. And so you can see thoroughly the things that are made, 
even his eternal power and Godhead. His Godhead means his divine nature, his divinity, that he's God. He's our creator. I, I, I can't, I, there, there used to be years ago, there, there was some preachers that came out with what they wanted to call the gap theory, and they said that, that, that there was in between the time when, when God created part of this world that, that there was millions and millions of years that went on before the, the man, man was developed. And look, you go back in the Scripture, and a day means a day wherever you are in the Scripture in every context. And we need to understand that in six days, God created the heavens and the earth and everything that exists thereon. God did it. His power. He's the, the divine creator of all of us. And we can see that his Godhead, we can see his eternal power through all these things that, that he has created. Although, and, and you know what has caused a lot of confusion today in our world? You know what has caused a lot of anxiety in our world? That, that you have these, these men and women who have been studying biology and science all of their lives and, and they're doing these things and they, they understand there's, there's, one, there's two genders, there's male and a female and they understand that and now though all of a sudden in these secular schools where they are and, or the secular organizations that they're working for or, or the money that they are getting their research for are now being told that there are 107 different genders and in their mind, they're thinking, how in the world now are we going to be able to do this? And, and can I tell you, the, 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 the one thing that has lost more influence in all of the world in the last three years is the, the statement, believe the science. Why? Because they're not believing the science. The true science, and you can talk to creationists who are scientists, that will show you and prove to you that all things are created by somebody or something. It's created by God and shows his power and his Godhead. But here we have those that, that want to deny that and, and, and want to uh, uh, change that. And, and so they're searching for ways to prove that God does not exist. However, all that they're doing is showing us that God does exist. NASA becomes developed, and they want to explore the outer space. And so they get in this little rocket, and they fly up to the moon and thinking how big they are. And then they make these magnificent telescopes that can look, uh, you know, millions of miles away. And then they realize that, that wow, there's other galaxies out there. The, the stars are innumerable. We can't even count them all. Hmm, wonder who did that. Just all of a sudden, and it all was, became, uh, evolved, that little star became a tadpole. And that tadpole became a fish. And that fish then grew legs and became a dog. I don't, under, I, don't, I don't understand it. And I don't understand why we think that being educated, that we have to dismiss God out of all of our teaching and think that that's education. That's just indoctrination. But he goes on. In verse 21, <clears throat> the unbelieving mind is also unthankful. Because that, when they knew God, how do we know that they knew God? Because all of nature points us to God. And even though they knew God, they glorified him not as God. They did not give him any glory, neither were thankful. They did not give thanks to God for being their creator. They did not live in a way to, to, to thank God for creating them and giving them life and, and then giving us salvation, and, but became vain in their imagination. This is what has really provoked a reality in my mind that I had no idea about until I've seen the, the plunge that we have taken in so much of the immorality today, but became vain in their imaginations. Another way to say, vain is worthless, okay? Worthless in their imaginations is worthless in their reasonings. We, look, we, we, are, we are on a path of destroying ourselves. Do we understand that? I mean, we, ha we, already, have, we already have John Kerry who flew over to the climate summit here a few months ago 
and, and made the statement. He said, there is no way that this earth can sustain the population that we have today. Well, okay, John, why don't you do your part to save the world? Don't, don't be telling other people to do that. If you are so in love with it, then you lead the way. Because it seems to me in the Bible that I mentioned this earlier in Genesis that he commanded Adam and he said, Go ye therefore and multiply. And so have children. And, and it will sustain that. God is the one that's the creator. We are not going to destroy this country and this world through climate change. Isn't it amazing how in your, in your reasoning, okay, that we can save Mother Earth with this climate change by charging you more taxes, and we will save the world. Hmm. And, and here it shows me how, and, and I know you guys, I'm, anyway, vain, worthless in their reasonings, and their foolish heart was darkened. Way down deep in who they are, they're wandering around in a darkness because their heart has no understanding of the Creator. Can I tell you, there are many people there. There are many good people that are there. They're moral people. They're kind people in some of the things that they do. But can I tell you, in the eyes of God, they're unrighteous. They're ungodly. They're godless. And they're going to end up spending an eternity in a devil's hell because of their vain imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened. But they professing themselves to be wise. So here we have the unbelieving mind is unthankful in verse 21. It progresses to foolish thinking. And in verse 22, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Something interesting in this, in this, in this uh, verse, the word fool, when you go back into Proverbs and you see fool used over and over and over, and when you see that word fool used, it means someone who is spiritually dull, okay? There, there is no spiritual thought in their mind. They're fleshly in their thinking. They're, they're humanistic in their philosophy. They, you know, worship themselves, and they're the God, and those kinds of things, okay? And they're, they're a dullard is, is what it's saying is a fool. However, the word here for fool in the New Testament, in this word anyway, they became fools. It means to become tasteless. Tasteless. You did not do that in taste. You understand what I'm saying? And so now all of a sudden you are, it's not proper etiquette what you're doing. It, and, and it's not just etiquette, but, but it really is you are leaving God out of all of this and it's tasteless to God. It's senseless in what you are doing. Oh, they professed themselves to be wise, but rather they became fools. And then it goes further. And it see, you, you almost see a progression as you go through this. And you know what else you also see? You also see that this is the judgment. This is the judgment on these people. This is the judgment that we're dealing with in this world today. So how do we stop this? We remember Romans 1, 16 and 17. And understand it's the power of the gospel that can change this way of thinking. And so, in, and so it goes forward in verse 23, and we see a foolish worship here because they start worshiping themselves and, and changed or alter or transform the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. So now idolatry comes about. In our world, or at least in our country, it seems like the major idol of, of our country today is ourselves. You know how people want to worship themselves and, and that humanistic idea and you are your own God, and you can determine and what is happy for you, and whatever makes you happy, then fine, you can go ahead and do that. 
And so here they change the glory of the incorruptible God into an image. And so the idolatry, and, and it's a foolish worship. And then, then it leads to a more lustful type of worship in verses 24 and 25. Wherefore, God also gave them up. And so that means to deliver them or commit them or hand them over to something. This is the judgment. And so fine, if you want to live your life denying God and and doing these things, then fine, I'll turn you over to this. And this is where I came to that point where I see and understand that he's talking about a point in time, that's what he did to them. But I do not believe that it necessarily has to stay there. They do not have to stay in that place where they are. And so here, and change they, and so wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness. When we think of uncleanness, you're filthy, you're dirty. What, what was the little guy's name on Charlie Brown? Linus? Wasn't he the one who walked around with a cloud of dust all the time? You know, and, and, and here we, we think about filthy and dirty here. It's not necessarily that, that kind of dirty, but you know, the, the filth of the world and the filthy mind. And you know, we were. We were fishing up there uh, at Stagecoach Reservoir, and there was a group that came down and, and was uh, fishing a little bit uh, from us, not very far, 50 yards or so, and, and they had this little guy with them. I mean, he couldn't have been maybe four or five years old, and, and he was pulling a little sled up and coming down, and, and I could not believe how many F-bombs I heard in, in the first 30 minutes that they were there. And I'm thinking, what are you teaching your child? And, and, and just over and over and over and over. And, and here we, we think about uncleanness. We, we think about the filth and the dirt and the impurity of, uh, of a mouth and, and what's going on in that person's heart. And, and, so he, and, and here God is. He gave, gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts. And so we know the the lust or those desires that drive us and make us make decisions that uh, will fulfill those desires that we have, those eager desires of their own heart to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. So now they insult, they degrade their own bodies. We have been made in the image of our Creator, and God wants us to live in a way that will bring honor and glory to the Creator. And whenever we do not do that, we give ourselves up and, and dishonor our own bodies, then, then here we see that, that it, it is a vile thing and God does not like it. And, and He's going to give us two examples, but I don't believe that's the only two examples that, that we see in our world today. Yeah, ladies, can I tell you that, that going around parading your body to every man that's out there is degrading. It, 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 all you are doing is, is pushing some man to lust after you, and there is no love in that whatsoever. And guys, train yourself to look forward. Don't be looking aside. Don't be looking at everything that's promoted out there. And, 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 and look, I just read it in, in Proverbs chapter 5. Men, if you are married, you better make sure you're drinking out of your own well. God does not wink at adultery. God does not wink at fornication. God does not wink at the things that we are allowing today and thinking that they're okay. I don't care what society says, what does God's word say? And here he says that he gave them over to this uncleanness and lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. And, and then he goes on, who changed the truth of God into a lie. They exchanged it is what they did and worshiped and served the creature more than the Creator who is blessed forever. Can I also tell you that in this creation worship, we, we have, look, the, go, go uh, Google it sometimes so you don't have to believe me. Go Google the, the president or the CEO of ASPCA and see what he said about the life of an animal. That life of the animal is just as important as the life of every, every human being. That's what he told us. PETA, the same way. People, people for the ethical treatment of animals. 
and you find out that they're radical in their beliefs. And, and they think that, that the animal has every right that a human being has. No, they don't. They do not. God gave us the command to have dominion over them. And whether people like it or not, there are certain animals out there that God made them for us to eat. And so be careful when you hear those who maybe some people do it because of a, a health issue and they have to. But, but can I tell you that men like, like Governor Polis's partner is a radical vegan and it is a religion to him? And be careful of following veganism and vegetarianism and thinking that you have to do that. God tells you that whatever it is, you can, you can cook it up and put it in some bacon grease and be thankful for it and eat it. Praise the Lord for bacon. <laughs> and I'm not trying to be offensive, but we have lost our minds and in, in the, the worship of the creation instead of worshiping the creator. And so, oh, how we need to be careful. I remember the day. I, I remember the day when, when they, they made it illegal to sell horses to the slaughter. I'm getting myself all worked up and I'm getting hot. <laughs> you remember that, Dan? When they passed that law where you couldn't send the horses to slaughter? And I remember a judge saying that those horses are just so majestic and and, and they shouldn't have that kind of life. Well, why don't we just take that judge and put him in with some snorty old stud that has gotten mad and hates everybody and tries to bite your scalp off? And think that, well, if you just pet with him and whisper in his ear like the great horse whisperer, and he'll learn to love you. Or you can think, you know what? The best thing for him is to go in Alpo and feed my good dog. And so... Uh, there, look, and, and it, it crashed the whole horse market. And why? Because some judge said, well, they're too majestic, and, and really we should worship these animals. Look, I, I love horses and, and have two of them and pay the price every winter buying all that hay for them, you know, and, and, and enjoy the animals and, and in, enjoy the cattle, enjoy the goats, you know, and uh, pigs or whatever, and, and, and take good care of them and be a good steward of those animals like you should. But in reality, we need to understand why they are here. And here we see that they have worshipped the creation rather than the, than the creator. And, and we have that all day long, every day. And, and it's inundated into our society. It's been brought up in our, where, where now our schools have to teach creation. But you can't say anything about the Bible and creation. Instead, we have to teach evolution to them and, and, and say that that's okay. And, 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 and think that professing themselves to be wise, they become fools. And then it just is on steroids when you go into the public university and try to tell you about climate change and tell you about the humanistic ideas that, that we all have come from that, that same gene. And so we're animalistic in our behaviors and that is acceptable. And find what is good for you and find whatever settles your heart and that's okay. And, and we need to accept that and be no judgment. And, and it's totally against what God is telling us. And then it leads to even further lustful worship and and, and vile behavior for this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections, shameful passions. I mean, the, the things that we hear that, that and, and I'm not just talking about transgenderism, but I'm talking about all of the, the you start looking up, the, looking up the, those different gender identities and, and you see all kinds of shameful passions. I, I saw the other day that a man had dressed up and, and this half of his body was a girl, and this half of his body was a guy, and he married himself. And I understand, we laugh, but that's that person's reality. And because that has become his reality, and in the humanistic ideas that we're being taught, we need to accept that. And say, well, if that's what makes him happy, then we need to accept that. It's not biblical. It's not about happiness. It's about holiness. And it's not that we are just think differently than them, and so we are uh, 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 
uh, uh, threatened by somebody's uh, other beliefs. That's not it at all. It's just that we want to do what God tells us to do, and we need to stand on what God's Word says, and we are going to stand on what God's Word says. And I'm not judging them, but I'm telling you that God's Word does. You need to get your heart right and get out of that mess and and here and and it just goes on the more someone denies god gave them up unto vile affections for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature and yes that's talking about homosexuality and it's also i believe talking about transgenderism and all the other different sexual identities that we're talking about and likewise also the men leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust one toward another, men with men working that which is unseemly, and and unseemly is a a shameful behavior, it's indecent behavior, it's a disgraceful deed, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meet, which is necessary. God is saying he will judge what they are doing. And he is. He already is. And in their vile affections, in the way that they're living, how, how do I know that judgment is there? Well, they want to they say that the reason that they have such a high rate of suicide is because people will not accept them for who they are. But deep down in their heart, and they want to deny this all day long, they know they were created by a God, and they know that God was right, and they're fighting against God, and they're not happy with what God is doing, and they're shaking their fist at God, and they realize that they are going to lose a battle with an almighty God, and they end up giving up hope, and they, and they, and they walk away, and they end up taking their lives in, in this ignominious defeat in their lives, thinking that, that, that that's the one way they can shake their fist at God, and, and, and here we see that that is what's causing the unhappiness in their lives, and what they need is Jesus. Boy, I keep telling myself, they do not need my condemnation. They need me to tell them that Jesus Christ loves them and will save them if they'll repent and trust him as their Savior. You can't keep living that way and think that you're going to be good. God's not going to be happy with that. If you're a believer today and you're a, you're, you are an incessant liar, you better quit lying and find true happiness because God's not going to put up with that. If you're a believer today and, and you're prideful and arrogant in your behavior, God isn't going to continue to put up with that in your life. God's going to chasten you in all of those things. And so you're not going to live in those kinds of lifestyles and think that it's going to be okay. And so we go on, and, and so here we understand. And I, I honestly do not care, and I don't listen, I don't care. I don't pay attention to what other churches are doing in our area uh, unless it starts affecting our people. But if there are, and, and I know there have been preachers that get up and say that homosexuality is okay today and we should accept it. The Pope came out just two weeks ago and, and said that now the priest can bless homosexual marriages and I really could I just don't care what the Pope says I'm not listening to any guy that wears a dress just not going to do it and I'm sure not moving on but I'm telling you that the judgment is on their lives they're not happy oh they can say that they're seeking happiness but they're not Way down deep in their heart, I know that they're not. God says they're not. They're trying to find an acceptance, and they'll never find it with God. And so they continue their lives going down the hole that they're in. And can I tell you, the only hope that they have is Jesus. And, and you know what? Sin is dirty. My sin is dirty and vile, so is yours, and so is theirs. But sometimes we got to be willing to get a little bit dirty to share the gospel with them and tell them about Jesus and love them enough to let them have that opportunity to accept or reject the gospel message. And so it says that gave them the vile affections. We see the men and the women in the homosexual relationship and 
even as they did not like to retain God. We have illogical thinking here, okay? And to retain, that idea has to accept as proven that he is God in their knowledge. God gave them over to a reprobate mind. That reprobate mind is one that is worthless and rejected and fails to stand the test of God. To do those things which are not convenient, proper and fitting, according to two things. It's not proper and fitting according to to science, nature, and it's not proper and fitting according to God. Because true science will always coincide with the scriptures and the Creator. True science does. Believe that science. And so then he goes, I got to finish this, guys. Just hang with me, all right? But we see the results of this in the last few verses. So he gives them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, being filled with all unrighteousness, wickedness, wrongdoing, fornication. That word fornication is porneia. And so any kind of illicit sexual activity, especially the, 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 the pornography industry that we have today and all of the trash that goes with that, the, the wickedness that he talks about uh, uh, is the uh, being malicious in your behavior, uh, covetousness. Well, obviously, you know, you're uh, always the greed of wanting more and more. And uh, maliciousness, when you think about being malicious, it has the idea you, you really want to hurt someone and harm someone. Do we not see that all over the place today? People going in and shooting up restaurants or shooting up schools or 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 even the the Colorado Springs, shooting up a Planned Parenthood or whatever. I mean, the, the maliciousness of, of people, the full of envy, murder, debate. Whenever you think about a debate here is just causing, up, causing strife with the things that, that you are saying and stirring people up to be mean. Deceit, which is guile and, and, and fooling people. And, and malignity has the idea of an evil, wicked, mean disposition. Many have. Whisperers are those who are gossips and backbiters are slanderers and haters of God and, and those who are despiteful. When you think about despiteful, they act on their spite and they're, they're violent and they're insolent in their behavior. There, there are those who are proud and the, those that are arrogant. Boy, do we not see that everywhere in boasters and inventors of evil things. Amazing to me to think about how our, our world has thought up of ways to kill those innocent babies in the womb. Inventors of evil things. Disobedient to parents. Parents, it's not showing love to your children by not disciplining them. They need to know and understand there's a right and a wrong. If there's good in this world, then there's also evil. If there's a heaven, there's a hell. And you need to do everything you can to guard your kids from hell. And they need to know that there are borders that you do not cross there. And, and you need to understand and do not let them be disobedient to you. And can I just give you one? And, and no one is perfect in this parenthood. I mean, we all go into this and you have to learn as you go. But can I give you some advice? From We know that there are certain things that work for our kids. And one of those uh, good things of advice that we were told and we practice is immediate obedience. Immediate obedience. Johnny, take out the trash. Belt comes off. Let's go have a chat. Immediate obedience. Or... What I wanted to do, you know, not very often, we didn't have much of it, but maybe what you'd want to do is maybe instead of whipping off the belt, you know, hey, little Johnny, take out the trash. Walk in there, grab the iPad. What did I say? And so now it's going to be costly because you're buying the next one. I'm serious. Immediate obedience. Why do, we, why do we do that? That's what God expects for us. Right? Our children learned that from somebody. And that's probably 
you know, the one we're looking at here in the mirror. And so here, we need to understand that and disobedient to parents without understanding. Spiritually senseless and, and without common sense. Okay? That's what he's saying all of this is. Covenant breakers without natural affection. I read a story of a, a woman that was charged with murder because she had a baby in a public restroom and put the baby in the trash can. I mean, I, I, the, I, I don't understand that at all. I mean, if, if I saw somebody or if I knew somebody down there in Alabama looked at little James cross-eyed and sneered at him, the fight is on. You don't mess with a perfect baby like little James. No? And, and, and I, I can't imagine. And, and, and I guarantee you that, that if there was something that went on down there and, and Kareth or Matt had to stand between that evil and their baby, they're going to do that. that that's the love, the, the, the mama bear, the, the daddy bear, whatever. I mean, you, you are there to protect and you love your family and, and you're going to stand with them. And, and here, without this natural affection, I mean, there, 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 there's this vileness and, and wickedness in our society today where, where, where you look at these people and, and, and there is absolutely nothing loving about them. They are totally unloving. They, they, they care nothing about anyone other than themselves without natural affection. You know, it's amazing how you, you and I know i got to hurry. I'm sorry. I'll preach short next week, I promise. But I took a class in college, criminal psychology, and all we did was study all these crazy serial killers. You know, one of the, the, the one commonality that they all had is they had zero remorse. None. I mean, there was, they, 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 they would kill little, little animals and, and thought it was cool and have no remorse of the suffering. They had no remorse to see the suffering of, of other people. Then, and usually they ended up starting off killing their own family members and, and then would, you know, migrate into others and, and zero remorse without natural affection. Now, I do believe that, 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 that those people that have gotten to that were demon-possessed, I have no doubt. They opened themselves up to a demonic influence that took them further and further and all a part of God's judgment for those who choose to continue to reject Jesus. Implacable has the idea that there is no way you can ever reconcile with them. They're irreconcilable. They're unmerciful. Who knowing the judgment of God, and that word knowing has the idea of a full, complete knowledge, they know the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. That's our world. I mean, that's, that's where we're at. This isn't something that, that he says, I will do this during the tribulation. He doesn't say that I will you know, do that in the, the latter times. This is something that he had already done, and he's still doing today. But the thing that encourages me is that it doesn't matter where they're at there, that there's still hope, and it's the gospel of Jesus Christ that can change them. So what are we doing? Are we just staying in our comfort zone and talking to those that we're comfortable with? Are we locking ourselves away in our own home and not talking to anyone? Are we, or are we, you know, staying really close in just a little fine circle that we have that that we can stay there and we're very comfortable in that situation? Or are we willing to? Truly, sincerely pray, God, I am a believer. You know that. You know my heart's right with you. I've trusted in the saving work of Christ, and I know that I'm heaven-bound, and so I'm asking you today, God, to use me to reach out to those that you put in my way, and I'll witness to them, and I'll tell them. You see, it's not up to you to save them. That's God's business. It's our business to tell them that Jesus loves them, 
And that if they'll call and trust upon the saving work of Jesus Christ, it doesn't matter who we are or what we've done, Jesus Christ can save us. The ground is level at the cross. Let us be willing to tell those around us about Jesus. We don't have to accept their lifestyle, whatever it is, whatever they want to call their reality. You know why? Because we understand now. We understand where their mind's at. And they're darkened, and and we know that Satan is doing everything he can to keep them blinded. But it also helps us realize the grace that God has shed upon us to enlighten us let us see the reality of our sin and the need of a Savior and trusted Christ as our Savior. And oh, how we beg and plead for God to do the same in the eyes of those if they would only just turn to Him. God has never turned someone away that turns to Him. Let us be willing to take the gospel, the one thing that can cure this confusion and tell them about Jesus, and watch God do something amazing in their lives as he has ours. Let's pray. Father, I do thank you for your word. I know a long message today, but Lord, I pray that you will stir in the hearts of each one who's here. Lord, it's easy to look at some of the wickedness that's out there and want to pat ourselves on the back or promote ourselves, but Lord, our sin is sin also. And it all saddens your heart. And so, Father, I pray that you would help us to have a humble view of who we are, but truly exalt you in who you are. You are our Savior. You're the one that died for them. You're our God. You're our Creator. And so, Father, let us live in a way that will bring honor and glory to you as our Creator and as our Lord and Savior. And Lord, help us to bring along those that are searching and those that are wandering around in the darkness and give us a compassion for those around us to share the gospel, to tell them about the the preciousness of our Savior. And Lord, use us to make a difference in the lives of so many that are so confused today. Help us, Lord, to help them. Guide us and direct us and give us wisdom in what we do. And Father, I pray that whatever we're doing, that it'll be for your honor and your glory. And I pray that you help us to cast off the junk that's holding us back. Let us serve you with all of our hearts and be totally committed to you, trusting what your word says. Lord, we love you. We pray your blessings. We pray you do a work in our hearts. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.